What's up, everybody, and welcome to Codex Comic Character Week. I am your host, Jamie. As usual, with me, we have Sal. Hey, man. How you doing? How you doing? You can find me at Sal's Comic Corner on YouTube and on Instagram on the Slab Guy 77. And not the Slab Fairy. Also, we got Dan with us. How's it going? You can find me on Instagram at Dan Kelly Art, or you can just search hashtag Dan Kelly Art. Yeah, and got Kev with us. I mean, <laughs> here's the story of lovely Kevin. <laughs> Untrue. Um, Very. But hi, this is I'm Kevin. I uh, I'm the admin. I created a comic character of the day. Uh, it's a group on Facebook that uh, we go over a character every day. Hence the name. Uh, we'd love to have you come check us out um, and uh, learn a little bit more about some of the more obscure B-list characters. Come on by. We'd love to have you. Yeah, and guys, uh, always Jamie. remember. Yes, me. The man with the plan that never actually executes it um <laughs> guys go check out the codexstation.com your one-stop shop for everything codex go pick up some cool merch if you guys haven't checked it out yet sal is wearing it on episode of after dark um all of our socials are on there so there's no way you have an excuse not to find us we are on every platform known to man right now guys meet the team definitely jump in Contact us, let us know what you like, don't like. Leave a comment down below. Listen to us on the go. I just rhyme like Dr. Seuss. That was kind of weird. Mm. But go check out thecoexation.com and check out Comic Character Today. We're all in there. I'm an expert somehow. I'm going to say it till the day I die. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. This is a moment, key moment in my life. Uh, better than if I ever a child. But, guys, let's get into Comic Character of the Week. And this week, we have the one, the only, Man of Steel. Oh. Jonathan Kent. No, we got <laughs> no, we we're talking about Clark Kent today. And with that, Dan's going to go over the origin for experience of him. All right. So first appearance of Superman, the original, the first superhero, Action Comics number one, June 1938, which was also the first appearance of Lois Lane and some lesser known but still important DC characters. First appearance of Zatara. And the first appearance of Tex Thompson by it was by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Uh, I think most of us know Superman's origin and powers, but we're going to go over him anyways real quick. Um, he was from the planet Krypton. His father, Jor-El, the top scientist of Krypton, discovered that the planet was going to explode. No one listened to him. So he took his infant son, put him on a rocket, sent him to Earth where it crash landed and he was found by Jonathan and Martha Kent in Smallville, Kansas and raised to be the man that he was or is. Um, as far as his powers, you know, he's he's got the full range of them. Super strength, flight, invulnerability, heat vision, x-ray vision, super speed, the super cold breath, super hearing, and his weaknesses, kryptonite and magic. Yeah. and what a background and what a character to go over i mean one of the powerhouses of all comics mm. you know just to get into it and breaking into whatever top five we're at right now um for the very first five episodes that we're doing one of the more iconic characters that you could ever see obviously everybody in the world just like batman has a superman t-shirt somewhere that they don't know about or is collecting dust somewhere in a closet but one thing that we do want to go over is the fact of what scenarios does he work best in? 
you know, what what what's his what's his prime uh scenario that he can fulfill his destiny with? And Kev, I'll let you take this one out. Superman works best as a symbol of hope. That S on his chest has been established that it's not actually an S. It just happens to look like a, uh, an English S. It's actually the Kryptonian symbol of hope. Um, I feel like they made they missed a great opportunity to not have Superman be give him a blue lantern ring at least for a little period of time, like during the whole thing where where uh, the Flash had a blue lantern ring. Superman. I think easily should have had one, if not in addition to then the most obvious choice to have a blue lantern ring. Um, he's, he's the embodiment of a homegrown hero. He's humble. Like one of the most like iconic lines of Superman is when you're talking to the kid talking about his costume. He's like, my mom made it for me. Oh, I love that line. Mm-hmm. Right? That is the epitome of Superman right there. Um, the, but the he says of, it with a smile on his face too. Right. Like, like he's proud of it. Like he's not just you know being a you know yeah. Hokey. Um, but the dichotomy of being one of the most powerful, if not like the most powerful being in the universe, having the potential to be one of the most powerful beings of the universe, uh, at the same time as being the most down to earth, literally. <laughs> character um not just in dc but i think in all the comic film i think uh makes superman the hero that we all appreciate and and that he is so i i think that's how best they write superman is is just humble and just the embodiment of good he is the epitome of humanity without being human perfect Right. Dan, what do you think, man? Um, yeah, I have to agree that uh, that he works best like as as the epitome of hope, as someone that inspires people. Um, even though when they did the the theatrical release of Justice League, they, you know, had the thing with Henry Cavill's mustache and the terrible CGI <laughs> on that. But I thought like that scene in the that they added in the beginning where he's saving someone and I I can't remember exactly what it was because I haven't bothered to watch it since it was so bad. But the kid says something to him and he just stands there for like a good 10, 15 seconds, you know, kind of smiles and, and he says something inspirational to him. I was like, like, that's it. That's that's who Superman is. He inspires yeah. everyone to do better, to be better. Um I think he works really good when he goes up against uh, villains, not someone like Toy Man, but someone that is, hello, this is my daughter, Emily. Hi, Emily. Emily. Uh, someone that is Guess starring. just as powerful as he is, maybe not physically, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> intellectually. And I definitely, you know, I definitely think that he works really well when, um, he uses his, you know, his investigative skills because, yeah, he's super powerful, but at the same time, it's easy to overlook the fact that, you know, as Clark Kent, he is a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist. So, you know, it's good to, you know, he's not a detective on the level of Batman, but it's good to see him when it's not just I'm flying in and just punching everything as hard as I can, but has to figure, has to figure stuff out. And 
you know, has to, you know, like broker peace between, you know, and de-escalate situations too. Right. Sale. All right. Uh, wow. So to pretty much sum up what you guys said, he works best as a, as an inspiration. That's one of my lines, be inspiration, being an inspiration to everyone. He works mm -hmm. best on a team. I feel he's a natural leader. You know, he's, he's the type of guy that builds others up, you know, helps others attain their best as well. You know, <clears throat> so um, <clears throat> he's what, um, like, like uh, Kevin said, he's very humble because of, of his upbringings and, you know, good old Smallville. Uh, so mm -hmm. I feel like, yes, he's like one of the most powerful beings in the, in the universe, but he's also very down to earth, like Kevin said. So he's also has this one trait that's in line or similar to Spider-Man. He's uh, he's a guy who will always keep fighting or he will never give up. He will never stop. He has to. It's just in his in his blood that he needs to save. He needs to save people. You know, and bring everybody, be an inspiration to people. Right, right. Good, good choices so far. With me, I I like the hope aspect, but I'm gonna go a little bit of a different turn on it. What? I'm gonna go with the fact of I think he works best when he has a choice and his back's against the corner. Yeah, I I think if there's two, if if Jimmy Olsen's in trouble and Lois Lane is in trouble at the same time, and he has to choose. That's when we see Prime Superman at his best because he will always find a way to save both and not have to sacrifice one. Mm -hmm. When he's forced with a moral dilemma. Yeah. When, when, when the chips are down, he's got to make a choice. The choice is that. everyone and not just one. I love that. One of the things I'd like to add to Dan's thing, um, uh, take on it is when he was talking about his investigative and he has to figure things out. I've noticed that they write Superman significantly more intelligent when he's hanging out in the Fortress of Solitude than he is when he's in Smallville or Metropolis. They always write him oh, yeah. a lot smarter in the Fortress of Solitude for some reason or another. I don't know yeah. the impetus behind that decision, but... It's just something that I've noticed is a, a, a theme, a recurring theme with the character. Yeah, like when he's talking to Kellex and he's doing uh, all the different experiments and running, you know, and running scenarios and right. building all this stuff. It's like, oh, so you're a super genius too. But only in the Fortress of Solitude for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, with that being said, I mean, he's had some iconic moments and badass moments if we ever thought of anyone having badass moments. Sal, why don't you take us through a couple? All right. I've got three of them. And uh, let's see. The first one I have is from Superman Space Age number two. It's a pretty old uh, old book, but he actually uh, is, it's pretty funny. He's not punching anybody. He takes a, uh, a pimp and drops him off in New Mexico. So he's just saved. He just saved pretty much. He came in the scene. He sees a pimp beating up on some hookers, right? He comes down. He stops them up. And he picks him up, and he's like, I'm going to, you know, he's like, are you going to take me to jail? He's like, he's like, no, I'm going to, you know, take you somewhere else. And the girl's like, well, just give us a head, hour's head start. And he's like, I'll give you better than that. And he's like, the, the pimp is like, well, what, what are you going to do? I have rights. I have rights. He goes, yeah, you do, and I respect those rights. And you can, ha and you can use those rights in New Mexico. It, it flies <laughs> off. It drops them off in New Mexico. No <laughs> one else would have thought that doing an episode about Superman be like, hey, let's talk about this time that he met a pimp. 
Hey, well, you know, I wanted to go a little bit deep into I, the cuts. I didn't know if you were talking about Superman or Grand Theft Auto for a second there. I believe so. Come on. Come on. We wanted to do some deep cuts. Come on. These were good. All so, right. So, so for my next uh, my next one, this is going to be a pretty obvious choice. I thought in Superman number 75, he, when he finally cuts loose on Doomsday, you know, uh, finally realizes that he has to go all the way past his moral code to kill him. And and finally just let's go and just you know beating the hell out of doomsday uh for my third and final one this is from superman versus aliens this is a good one at the very end he's actually has one of the aliens implanted in him right and he's in space and he's in space he's facing the sun and all of a sudden the panel just kind of goes like he's retching up an alien you know and he's like he just waited it out he waited it out until the thing got couldn't break him open because he's invulnerable. He's in space. He's getting he's orbiting the sun, so he's more powerful. And it finally it gave up and died, and he had to wretch it out. It, to me, that's a to me that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I like that. You're right. Oh. So I was gonna say, Will, let's go with Kevin for your oh. top th- or your three or two or one. What's your badass moment for Superman? All right, number three, you know, they've done the, the, the Superman of one million where he's the golden Superman who's like contained universes in his hands. All of that is awesome. But I'm going to pull it back to, you know, specific. Uh, number three is the one where in Kingdom Come, they attack Superman and he's like, they, with gas, and he's like, kryptonite? Yeah, I've... I, I, overcome my weakness to kryptonite years ago. You got nothing. And it's like, oh, damn. The one thing that was like the guarantee to protect us against or protect anybody against Superman is no longer a valid option. I mean, that's scary as hell. Mm. Number two uh, is going to be uh, two and one are actually not necessarily canon. It's not from the comics. Number two is from the Injustice video game. I think it's Injustice. I'm not sure if it's one or two. I think it's one where uh, Superman is making some rather questionable decisions and Shazam is like, I, I, I got to stop you. And Superman is like, okay. He, and he goes to yell, Shazam. Superman blows and freezes Shazam's mouth completely shut so he can't say anything. And then uses his heat vision to drill a hole in Shazam's head, lobotomizing him in a second. He takes out one of the most powerful beings on the planet in less time than it takes to, like, skip a heartbeat. It was like, that was one of the most sick, ridiculous moments I've ever read in any comic. It was like, that is intimidating and scary. And number one was from, uh, and I know that they introduced, they, they based, was from uh, the animated movie Superman versus the Elite. And I don't, and I know that they've done it in the comic, but I'm not, I'm more familiar with the, the animated one where they just keep pushing Superman and pushing him, like knocking him around a little bit. And at the end, Superman's like, I understand. I get it now. And he, decimates them in less time than it, talks, than, it, than it takes to talk about it. He, like, knocks them out one by one, just slaughters them. He lets go and gives it everything that he has to take out everybody uh, in, in a really intimidating and impressive fashion. And it's not even that. Like, he doesn't even let go. He's still in control. He's still holding back. 
He's just giving it another 10% more than he ordinarily does. And that is intimidating as hell because he was in perfect control of himself the entire time. That just shows how scary Superman can be if he's like, I, 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 I am going to actually let go and do what I, you know, do whatever the hell I want. That, I think, is just one of the scariest moments I've ever read. We're like, all right, Superman. Okay, damn. Right. That a great top three. Dan, what do you got for us, man? Uh, yeah, Kevin, that last one, Kevin nailed one that's on mine, is from uh, Action Comics 775 when Superman fights the elite. You know, oh. the elite show up, and they were kind of written to be like, you know, what was going on at the time with the authority and yeah. stuff where it was the grim and gritty, uh, not so much the 90s, but like we're the socially, politically conscious superheroes and you're going to do what we say. And we're going to make the world better by force. And Superman, this everything with you is, out, is outdated. And, yeah. you know, it looks like they've just got him totally because they're you know, the four of them are very powerful. It looks like they've got him totally beaten. And then, like Kevin said, he goes, OK. I get it now. I understand. And like he said, he just proceeds to absolutely decimate him. And it's written and drawn in a way where you think like, oh, man, Superman is like he's lost it. Like he's killed this one. He's killed this one. And then the last one, Manchester Black, when mm -hmm. he goes to try and use his uh, telekinesis and he can't. And Superman goes, oh, yeah, heat vision through and it goes to his intelligence like heat vision through the cornea the retina whatever on your eye and i just went through and just you know we're able to hit a couple little spots and lobotomize you and you don't have that power your brain part of your brain anymore where you have that power he's like what you can't do that you can't do that and then he reveals okay i didn't actually kill all of them i just made it seem that way like he's just knocked out he's fine they're, they're all going to be fine he's like he goes, oh, but you lobotomize me. He goes, no. He's like, it's just, uh, you're just going to have a headache for, basically, yeah. I just gave you a concussion, and you're yeah. going to have a headache for a couple hours, and then you're going to be fine, but they're going to have this power inhibitor on you. And it's just him saying, yeah, I could have cut loose and done all this, but that's not the way, you know, that's not how I am. That's not what a hero does. Right. Damn. Right. Um, another one I have, it's really just like, it's like one or two panels in this other story, um, but it's just, it's so great from that Superman annual that Alan Moore wrote. Uh, for Was the it annual that, 11? I, it might be, yeah, for the, for the man who has everything. Mm -hmm. When Mongol had put this, um, what was the flower that he put on him? It was the the black orchid or something like that? Something yeah, like that. Yep, yep. Uh, put it on him where it just attaches itself to a host and it was like a parasite and immobilizes them and then it makes them in their head basically live their whatever their their dreams would be, whatever they would be most happy. So with Superman, it's him on Krypton that never exploded and he's got a wife and he's got kids. And, you know, this is years before they ever had him actually marry Lois and have kids. Like, so he has his happy life on there and Wonder Woman and Robin and Batman are trying to stop Mongol when they, when they figure out what's happening as Superman realizes, you know, over the course of the book, he's like, this isn't real. And, you know, it was heartbreaking when he gets to the point with his son where he has to look at him and say something to him. He's like, I just want you to, you know, I just want what's best, but, but I know you're not real. And when he breaks himself out of it, the rage that he's filled with, and this one panel 
where he looks at Mongol and his eyes just turn red and he just goes burn and just bam and that was just such a badass such a badass moment there and then the last one I have it's not it's not even a fight or anything and I forget the issue number um, but it's from the all-star Superman book Mm -hmm. um, where this girl is up on a ledge uh, getting ready to commit suicide and she's getting ready to jump and Superman just kind of floats in beside behind her you know and it's it's just over the course of a couple pages he just talks to her and he tells her you know it's gonna be all right you know it's not it's not as bad as it seems um everything's gonna be okay and it's just him talking to her and talks her down because that's who he is he doesn't have to you know he doesn't have to fight big super villains and you know change the course of oceans or punch through mountains to save people he can just find someone <clears throat> where they're at their absolute lowest and just talk to them and tell them you know i'm here for you it's going to be okay and he can save people that way and i think that's something that really gets to the core of the character as well yeah well great picks from everybody dan your last one is actually my number three oh, nice. as far as all-star superman goes my number two would be Superman outrunning the Flash. Oh yeah, and just blowing him out the water. That, that, that's still one of my favorites. Like, who who's the quickest? The guy who's literally called the Flash, and his superpower is speed. That was the Barry Flash, right? Yes, that was Barry. Um, and then my number one is from Injustice, where he punches a hole through the Joker. Yeah, like oh, just. Sick completely levels them and does what he even says i'm gonna do what you did in batman i'm finally gonna stop this <coughs> and i think though that was like the pinnacle moment even though it's technically based off the video game and it's considered you know uh a different out of continuity um, the video game tremendously in five different like iterations of that right so those would be my top moments. Um, why don't so we? There's so many different things from like all the different media that aren't specifically canon. Like, yeah. Like the one I almost picked was where was it Superman Returns when the bullet hits him in the eye in slow motion and the bullet just crunches. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, not Man of Steel, but Superman Returns. Returns. Superman Returns. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I that wasn't a great movie, but there was some no. really cool Superman versus there. the island. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Good picks. Well, like I said, we were talking about what he would, his most badass moments. Let's talk about what are some critiques. What what do we think that is like the worst parts of them? And Kevin, I'll let you take it away. Um, you know, one of the things that I really don't like that they do with Superman is um Enough with making him evil. Like they have, we have so many uh, different iterations of evil Superman. We have um, Homelander. We have you know, we, we we get what that could do. But I think that when they actually go out of their way to make Superman the bad guy for whatever reason, you know, con- for for non continuity or, or whatever. I, I think that generally does a great disservice to Superman, to, to the actual character of Superman. 
Um, I, I, I think that keep Superman pure and create, like, I don't know, have like Lex Luthor um, make a uh, nuclear powered blonde. Oh, never mind, that was terrible. <laughs> um, but like, you can create another character to explore those concepts. That's not Superman. Leave Superman as he is. I think turning him evil in even alternate realities are it just isn't right. Isn't the right thing to do for 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 for, for soups. So that's just my my take on that that question. All right, Dan. Uh, yeah, that was my main one too. Is I'm tired of the evil Superman trope of oh he's mind controlled so he's bad yeah. now or oh you know this person Lois got killed so now he's evil or you or, or yeah. something where it's we got to make him the bad guy like it's been done before a lot sometimes it's been done really well sometimes it's been done really really bad but it's been done so many times now that honestly the only way it would work again is if you made him bad and you just kept him that way. But even that way, it's just, you know, you can't accept that because that's not that's not who Superman is. And yeah. I feel like when they do it, too, it's, oh, well, the Joker killed Lois, so, you know, and she was pregnant, so, you know, that made him evil. Like, okay, that would drive most people to the point, but, you know, I feel like when they do it, they don't they don't do enough to show how he would really be pushed over the edge. Like as horrible as that would be, that's not the only thing that's going to do it. And I just, it, we've seen it so much that, you know, I'm tired of it. You can find better stories to tell. One thing I also don't like is him giving up his secret identity as Clark, because I mean, I, f I feel like it's just too easy um, to have all these characters and they do it in the movies, too, where, like, they don't have secret identities anymore. Everybody knows who they are. And that takes out so many good stories. Like, remember, God, it was it must have been 10 or 20 years ago when they did a story where Clark has to run out and, and you know, switch over to Superman to go fight some villain. But he forgot to take his wedding ring off and someone snapped yeah. a picture of it. And it was like, oh, Superman's wearing a wedding ring. Is Superman married? You know, what, you know, what do we not know about Superman? Like, mm -hmm. you miss out on some stories like that and some really interesting things with how to explain where's Kent? How come he's not here doing this? And, you know, you miss out on so much interesting stuff with that when it's just, oh, yeah, everybody knows he's Clark Kent now. Mm. Right. It, right. Does, it does take out a lot of potential for storytelling for the character, admittedly, yeah. And for so many characters where it's just you know, oh, they're not going to have secret identities anymore. Everyone's going to know who they are. Like, eh. No. Right. Yeah. Sale, what do you think, man? I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. And I just want to add that I don't like when they try to use a revenge type of motive or motif or anger tactic with Superman because that, I feel, is not the character. He, you know, he's not out for revenge like Batman. He's not out, you know, to be angry at everybody like Batman. You know? um, so he's he's the aspiration of everybody, the embodiment of good. So no matter what happens, he's going to be like, you know, trying to do the right thing and be the handle the situation as best as possible. So when they put him into the revenge type situation, 
You know, I don't, I don't like it because I feel like, yeah, okay, he goes into the revenge factor. He's mad. He's pissed off. Well, then, what's to stop him from just completely obliterating the earth? I mean, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, that's that's like two seconds after you punch the Joker through the gut. All right, all right. Well, I've done that. Let's just, you know, human life is is over as we know it. Bye. You know that type of thing. So I, that's sorry. Go ahead. No, that's 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 how I feel about it. And they usually write it a little bit um, weird, where it's like he goes from doing something that he's like, I know I shouldn't do, like ripping the Joker in half, to him going from like that to I'm a complete evil dictator, and might is right, and I know what's best for everybody. It's not. It, it's usually not a, a, a very. It's usually a dramatic shift between the two. It's not like mm-hmm. a subtle, like, you know, like, I I go from here to there. It's usually, mm-hmm. I go from here to there like that. And it, it, it doesn't quite translate. And it would be more well. interesting if it was a subtle thing. Like, you know, the saying, you know, the, um, was it the road to hell is paved with the best intentions? Good intentions. Yeah. With good intentions. Yeah. Where it's something like, I know I shouldn't do this, but, you know this I feel like has to be done, but that's the line. I'm never going to do it again. But once you do it once, it makes it easier to go down little bit by little bit, but you're Mm -hmm. right. They never do it like that because if you were to do it like that, it would have to be a long-term, it would have to be a long-term story that you did. And they don't do it like that because it's just, Oh, well, this is how we're going to do this mini series of this story. So we got to make him evil right off the bat. We can't take, you know, we can't take eight months to to right where he's gradually going down, right. which right. also it's, it's, just it's, makes it it's boring. Not, it's not a it's it's not a grand, gradual transition. It's just dramatically yeah. one to the other. It's like yeah. But mm-hmm. with that being said, I think we need to find out exactly a different take on the subject. Kaylee, what you got for us, man? <laughs> so I got two actually. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I the first one is. I always feel like writers don't know how to write Superman. I agree. Honestly. Yeah. Because one minute he's the most overpowered being in all of existence, and the next he's getting taken out with kryptonite gum. Yeah. You know, you spit it in his eye and he's... <laughs> oh my God, I'm dying. Yeah, he, he's, down, he's down and out. Or he's locked in a hyperbolic time chamber thing and he can't escape because it's punching proof. It's like, what? You're... One minute he can punch through worlds, and yeah. the next minute he can't take, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a five chewing gum to the face. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it makes no sense to me. You, you got the strongest character ever. Yeah, granted, they do need weaknesses, but you make him look like the weakest. The guy stepped up to Doomsday, and then later on, and you know, let's say 20 years later, he gets infected by a poison. In his bloodstream, you know, it, it just you don't know. Like, it feels like everyone that writes them has these moments where they're just, Yes, this is great, this is pinnacle Superman, and then he scrapes his knee and he's out for six issues, you know, like copper, yeah. my only weakness, yeah, right? <laughs> it, that's exactly what it is, and it's just it's it's annoying for me as a reader to sit there and be like, Okay, well, this guy's obviously gonna go punch for punch for everybody. And then he can anymore. Oh, right. no, they broke out the teal kryptonite. 
Shit. Yeah. What does that one do? <laughs> Back when right. they used to have like 18 different colored kryptonites. I think they had a plaid kryptonite at one point. Yeah. Did they, yeah. Did they really? I'm pretty sure they did. I, I used to have this you. little Superman mini comic, and in the back of it, it had it listed like all the different kinds of kryptonites, and this was from the 80s. And there was like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, black, white, brown, plaid, like gold, like like Jesus. I'm, you know, <laughs> what did this planet explode into a rainbow? <laughs> Skittles. Yeah. Only yeah. Well, and that leads me into my second part of it is. Stop killing the guy. That mm. stop making him leave planet. Stop. It makes no sense to do ever in any situation that they do it. You're gonna go work with the United Pla- uh, Association of Planets, fine. But you don't got to be away for three years to do that. Mm. You know, you, you kill him off, and then everyone's like, "Oh well, what are we gonna do? We don't have Superman." Um, I guess die. You know, it, it makes no. It, that that's another part that makes no sense to me is that creative aspect of. You have this big, well-known character, and the best way to utilize him is to kill him off or make mm-hmm. him go away and someone else have a successor, whether that be Supernova as Booster Gold, whether that's uh, Jonathan Kent, whether that's Superboy. It, it, why? Mm-hmm. You, why do you have to use these other characters? And oh. we lost Kevin. He'll be back here in a second. But why are we utilizing these characters to trumpet? Mm-hmm. You know what? If you've run out of stories to tell with them, jump off the book. There's plenty of writers out there that would love to be able to jump on and write Superman. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah it, it just goes without saying. So we're going to go into some of our favorite covers of all, all time right. with Superman. Right. And I think maybe that I can actually start one off this time. Ooh, oh, right. Do it. So these are my oh. top three covers. Three strong ones. I yeah. have Justice Society yep. of America with the Kingdom Come Superman. I think oh, that well. is, and it's Jeff Johns. Anything that guy touches has been gold. Uh, yep. Maybe aside from Doomsday Clock because it took 75 years for it to come out. I love um, that. But issue 10, I think, is amazing. Uh, the uh, Superman versus the Flash in a race hands down you, you just beat the guy's superpower that that's all his superpower is is speed and it, it's been used in homage so many times throughout comics it's unsettling i would say at the <laughs> least um and lastly the most badass cover ever i think with superman wow. even appearing on it is crisis on infinite Earths number seven yeah mm-hmm. where he's holding supergirl yeah, and that's, that's also, strong. also a cover that's homage to, to no yeah. end. Yep. Yes. So those are my three. Let's jump into Dan's now. And Dan's got four because he likes to be difficult. <laughs> well, technically Dan. it's not four. Um I <laughs> went with true. I went with Action Comics One because it's you know, you talk about a cover that's been homage so many times, it's that one. And it's just, I, I feel like I had to put it in because that's the one that starts it off. That's the one that, you know, when you think back to 1938, if you're a kid on the, you know, looking at the newsstand and you see that and this guy in this blue and red and yellow costume with this cape flying behind him, lifting up a car, smashing it, 
into there into the um rock there you're thinking i've never seen anything like this before i've got to pick this up like that's that's the one that just started it (laughs) off um superman 14 again it's just one of those like classic superman poses the classic cover there's you know, you don't need a whole lot with the background. It's just, it's very striking. And then I went with Superman 75 um, because, you know, the, and again, it's just, it's such a striking cover with the flag in tatter or the, the cape in tatters hanging like a flag blowing in the wind off of the, the stick there when Superman got killed. And then the, you know, I put the other one with it just because, you know, that was the black poly bag that it was in and then you open that up and you take the book out and that's what the book is but just that that simple black background with the superman logo bleeding like you hadn't seen anything like that before and it's just it's so striking right i gotta pick this up what's going on in this one sorry say that again my daughter just ran up and was telling me that she had a cheese stick and some water with those covers, I love those covers where you're like, oh, I, 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 I need to know what's happening in this issue just based upon the cover, you know? Mm. Yeah, right. and I almost, you know, I when I was whittling down my list, I had the Crisis that cover. That was that was one of the ones that was when I was down to like four or five and having to cut some out. That was one of them on there that like mm-hmm. was was that close to making my top three. I got same, you. same. Yeah. Well, Sale, with the same, let's see what you got, buddy. All right, hit me. So, Ah. here we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, I went with the the Alex Ross uh, cover of Superman 675 because that's just the, I just love Alex Ross's uh, artwork. And and Mm -hmm. to me, that's a, that's an epic picture of Superman. I have that slab, by the way. No. Yeah. And and it's signed, too. But I oh, thought wow. I sent you the picture of the slab, but that's all right. Um, oh, well, next... I got the picture of the slab. I didn't know if you just took that picture and was yeah. like, here, take this and put it over yeah. here. But from yeah. now on, I'll know. Yeah. So the next one I got is the Superman versus Muhammad Ali because that was a treasury sized book. Uh, I actually own the uh, Superman versus the Spider-Man one. And that one almost made the list. But this one was pretty epic to me because it was a. Uh, story where he fights Muhammad Ali you know like a charity type of fight and he's been depowered to fight him and Muhammad Ali just knocks the shit out of him <laughs> so, so but it's a it's a classic cover and it's a it's so that's why it made my list and of course the last one I have which is um uh Superman adventure or the new adventures of amazing new adventures of Superman uh looks like uh issue number 233 I believe and he's <laughs> just breaking the kryptonite this is when they, I guess they got it. They, they overcome his power or overcame the, the kryptonite weakness for all the time. And he's just breaking the chains. The breaking the chains alone is a classic Superman uh, picture for me. But right. uh, but making it with the kryptonite as well is, is just awesome. So Yeah, that was the one that almost made my list too. You right. know, what's funny, what's funny on that is that's a Neil Adams cover. And I was reading yeah. that Neil Adams doesn't like it. Because yeah. the, way, the way he originally drew the cover... They decided they wanted to put that text on the bottom between his legs, so he had to redraw the legs, and yeah. he was never happy with it. But I look at it, and I'm like, "That's that's such an amazing cover. How could you not be happy with that?" Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. I did read hey. that too. So, lastly, we got Kevin's. Yo, 
You know, uh, the middle one I wanted to steal from Sal. Oh, uh, that's all right. <laughs> no, the um, the uh, I had there's something. Once again, I, I'm such a huge fan of Jim Lee's artwork, and uh, the Batman episode we did. Um, this was the companion piece to uh, that. Mm -hmm. This is kind of just how I picture Superman. Just this bulky but well-defined, and anything Jim Lee touches is, is gorgeous. I agree. Um, with the uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali thing, that was the one I, I'm not sure if it was the first time that they integrated an actual celebrity into uh, a comic, um, but it was the first time that I saw it, and it was just, holy crap, that's amazing. And we did that one, it's just so cool. And with, once again, with the, oh, I thought I cropped the Superman annual number 11 better than that. Uh, maybe not so much, but yeah, what a, um, uh, that's the one that uh, Dan was talking about earlier with uh, Mongol uh, gifting Superman for his birthday with uh, that alien plant life. And it just was like, holy crap, what's going on here? Like I said, once again, with certain covers, you just see them be like, I need this issue. I don't know what's going on in it, but I need to find out. And when I saw this, it, I, I was like really amazed by how great the comic, the story was. And then I found out that it was uh, Alan Moore, and that explained everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And speaking of, you know, the writing and art, why don't we get jump into a little bit of what we would recommend for reading? You don't and have one? Don't have covers, Jamie? I showed mine. Did you do? I'm sorry. You went yeah. first. You went first. Yeah, I went first. He went yeah. first. Oh, yeah. I threw an oddball in there. I actually went first for a change. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, Sale, with your reading, here we go. All right. So, I got Superman Red Sun because this is an alternate version where he actually crash lands in Russia and he's raised under the communistic rule. So I like that story. It was uh, they had a great uh, animation movie of it. Hi, puppy. Yes. And um, so it's it's just a good story all around. And I I just recommend that one highly. The next one I'm going to do is the death and the return of Superman, mm -hmm. and not just the death. I want you to read the whole the whole arc, which includes Doomsday, where he you know fights that because then you got funeral for a friend, and then right. you got Reign of the Superman, and yeah. the, that the last one is just completely. You know, was awesome because you had Superboy, you had the Eradicator, you had Steel. It was just all around, uh, just a great story to it, and one of my favorites. Um, we all had our own theories on who each character was, yep. and they were all wrong. Yep, yep. That, that, pissed, that, that pissed me off. Like, which one of these is the real Superman? Oh, by the way, none of them. None of them. On, none man. of them. <laughs> so, and then my, for my last story, I got Kingdom Come, nineteen ninety six. Uh, just an excellent story all around. Highly recommend that one. All right. Now we're going to go with Kevin in oh. your reads. All right. So uh, I I think I, I, I'm, I'm kind of happy with the way I did this. Look, but I don't mind tooting my own horn. Um, because of the fact that with the first one, Superman for All Seasons, it's a four-issue limited series that tells the story of Superman early superman like year one superman almost if you will um it doesn't get into this origin but it gets into like 
how he transitions from a young Clark Kent teenage years to you know his 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 premiere in um, Metropolis, and it's told from different viewpoints, vignettes. Like it's told, the first one is told by um, Let's Luth, or I'm sorry, uh, Jonathan Kent. Uh, his dad's point of view, the second one, uh, Lois Lane, and then like Luthor. But it, it, it tells the early story. If you want to get into Superman, this is an excellent starting point if you just accept the origin. And then go into this. It tells a great uh, early jumping on point for Superman uh, to tell who he is, what he's about. Uh, followed up by Superman up in the sky. It's about uh, this this girl that just disappears, and it tells exactly how far Superman will go to save one person. Like he 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 he, he moves heaven and earth to help one person, and then just screams Superman. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, it's one of those things where. You know, the good of the few versus the good of the many, it doesn't matter. Superman will do whatever it takes in order to save everyone. I just think that's such a a beautiful story. And then uh, going into whatever happened to the man of tomorrow, which tells the kind of the end point of Superman. So uh, it's like kind of ambiguous because it's like, is it the end or isn't it? But this kind of tells... My list basically goes into the beginning, the middle, and the end of the, the entire story of Superman, which I, I kind of thought was pretty cool. All right. Great picks. And we're going to go with Dan. All ah. right. So for mine, <laughs> I also, it looks like we're all simpatico on a lot of stuff. I also went with Superman for all seasons. Like Kevin said, it was a four issue miniseries. It was done by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, the late, great mm-hmm. Tim Sale. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. Uh, they collaborated on a lot of miniseries together for mm-hmm. Marvel and DC. A lot of great stuff. And like he said, the Superman for all seasons, it picks up. Uh, it's not so much his origin when he's a kid. It picks up with him when he's just getting ready to graduate high school and figuring out, all right, what am I going to do with my life? I've got these powers and, you know, and he's very conflicted about what he's going to do, you know, how it affects his family, how it affects his friends. And it shows him going to Metropolis for the first time. You know, it shows the start of the animosity between him and Lex Luthor, the relationship with him, uh, you know, how he interacts with Lois and Perry White and, you know, and it's it's actually more of Clark Kent, you know, in the series than it is Superman. But it shows how he be, he goes from being this small farm boy to being the greatest hero in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Sal, I also went with death and return of Superman and I agree you have to do both because it's not just the, it's not just the, sorry, one second. Yes, Emily. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I, no, we're not opening paint right now. We'll do it in a little (laughs) time. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, sorry about that. 
That's yeah, because you have to go with the story of you know him fighting Doomsday and realizing like this is someone that I might not be able to beat, and he tears through the Justice League like you know Doomsday does, like they're nothing. He finally beats him and dies, and then yeah, you go into the return of it where the four new characters show up and it's trying to figure out who they are and you know and then how superman ultimately comes back you could also kind of throw funeral for a friend in there between them because it shows how much his death affects everyone else in the dc universe and the return of superman also led into um how jordan destroying the lantern core and becoming you know, becoming Parallax and us getting Kyle Rayner all led out of that story as well. So, like, it had major ramifications, even though they brought him back to life, had major ramifications for the entire mm-hmm. DC universe with Green Lantern, with the changes made to Justice League and, and a lot of other characters. And then I also went with All-Star Superman because I feel like that's the series that really encapsulates everything about what Superman is as as a character for the way he um, the way that he embodies hope for so many people and it's got great action scenes in it and it's got you know great small human elements Mm -hmm. and it's filled with all this crazy sci-fi stuff that was really prevalent in early Superman books and it's got a lot of heart in it and you know, great stuff with Lois and great stuff with Luther. And to me, that really just, you know, that's the one book that really just encapsulates everything that's great about Superman. Yeah. All right. And me now. (laughs) And me and Sal had one of the same. We had Superman Red Sun. I think it was a good Elseworld story. I thought it was one of the better ones for the time. I have Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think that is one of the prime examples of what you want to see when you see Superman throughout the whole series as a collaboration. Even though there's a cavalcade of characters throughout the whole thing, there was that one splash page where it was just every single DC character, but somehow Superman still stood out more than the rest. Um, And lastly, I got to go with Superman Unchained. Uh, It was the one time you actually get to see Superman kind of push himself beyond limits to me and i think the everything that we've talked about so far reading wise is a great place to start all of these are more of uh i want to say maxi series rather than ongoing where you have to collect you know 107 issues you can get these in you know little increments so definitely check those out i mean you know those would be one of the ones that we would push towards for you guys to check out or or paperbacks they're probably available as well yeah well with those why don't we get into our top comic and artist for these and with that dan why don't you take that away bud um for right i mean for both of these it's hard to pick because it's just i mean he was the first one there's so many Mm -hmm. um for writer it was i i had three um, but to narrow it down to just one, I'll probably have to pick Dan Jurgens, um, just because he's written Superman, you know, for so long, for so many different books, for so many different iterations of him. You know, he's an artist too, and his art is great, and he draws a great classic Superman. But he's written him for so long, I feel like he really gets the character. And 
for the death and return of Superman that me and Sal, you know, that we had in there too. Um, that's, uh, that's one that he like really spearheaded and mm-hmm. the final issues, you know, Superman 75 when, you know, when Superman and Doomsday have that final, what at the time was the final battle, he's the one that wrote and drew it. And then for artists, when we decided we were going to do, you know, the Superman it, episode instantly, like the second it popped up, the first thing that popped into my head was, Oh yeah. Artist, it's gotta be Kurt Swan. I mean, Ooh. that guy drew Superman for 40 years mm. and i think wasn't it when um jack kirby left marvel and went to dc and he was drawing like jimmy olsen and he was doing the new gods books that uh, if i'm not mistaken that uh dc didn't like the way he drew superman so they would anytime he had superman in a panel they would have kurt swan redraw the superman in it and oh. i mean that's that's jack kirby but wow. every, you know, just about every classic image of Superman that you can think of that's on a T-shirt, a sticker, a lunchbox, it, it was drawn by Kurt Swan. Mm. Good. Nice. Great picks right there for that one. Sale. So I, too, had to narrow this down, and I'm not going to go into the uh, honorable mentions, but Dan hit a lot of them already. <laughs> but for artists, I'm going to go with Neil Adams. I just, mm. I just uh, his work screams classic superman to me so mm-hmm. whenever i picture superman i picture neil adams work to me and for best writer again tons of them out there and i, I have to go with one uh this one Luis uh simonson oh yeah oh yeah Great. so yep so I, I i always thought she she got the character well too so you know yeah yeah definitely definitely good pick kevin um I, I I want to say my writer, uh, but it's the same as Dan's, so I'm going to take a different tack and say uh, Mark Wade. I oh, love yeah, Mark, that's a good Mark Wade's writing. He's, he's great. Like Everything he does, I'm like, ah, he's really spot on. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take a different tack as well on um, the artist. Um, Carlos Pacheco, I'm probably pronouncing his name. Oh, Pacheco? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's- his, um, he has a great balance of like bulk and musculature. That's a, a hard thing to balance. Usually they um, draw Superman as either skinny but like like muscular or buff and beefy. Uh, Carlos beefy. does it. Uh, yeah, right. We need a beefy uh, button every time someone says beefy. Now you just say it. beefy. Honestly, that, I, I the Tim Sale. Uh, I, I, I like his stuff in general, but his his yeah. new series was that the uh, the uh, the Superman for all seasons was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it looked like his artwork on that made Superman look like he's eaten nothing but pork for thirty years straight. Like he's just too. <laughs> he did. Well, he was from a farm, well, so right. It's true, but. Uh, the, the Superman is best with musculature and well is like, you know, like heft. And I think Carlos Pacheco does that very well. Mm. Good point. My, my guys. Oh, good picks. Yeah. So for me, th- this would be my dream team. And yeah. I'm going to be 100% honest. If I could see this, we can't. Obviously, one of them is gone. But if I could ever see something like this, it would have been amazing to me. My mm-hmm. writer would have been Jeff Johns. 
Oh yeah. I think oh, that yeah. his work when it came to uh like the Dark Side War and everything that went with Justice League, I think that was the pinnacle Superman that we always wanted and yep. that and we when got. He did those, when he did that that uh was it Adventures of Superman when he wrote yes. it with uh with Donner. Mm -hmm. So good and the Legion of Superheroes. God, so yeah. Good. Everything like that that was top. But yeah. my my artist has to be the late great George Perez. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. those two, if they would have been able to tag team on a book, I would have taken the Superman any day with those two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't know why George Perez kind of slipped uh past me there, but you know, looking back, yeah, that's kind of an obvious choice, but totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Everything we went through today, guys, again, this show is strictly for you guys. This is for anyone that doesn't know comics or wants to get into comics. We got everything for you here. Recommended readings or top covers. Uh, some of the artists and writers you guys could check out, even if they go into different mediums or different characters. Um, this is for you. This is for the noobs. This is for the more advanced that want to listen to us talk about what we think. Uh, remember, this is all based on our opinion. So anything you guys have that you guys might think should be added into this, throw us a comment down below and let us know. Please. Yeah. Guys, mm. I think this is a perfect time to cut out right now. If you guys are keeping on Twitch and all of our platforms, we will be back in about an hour with another episode. Surprise, two for Sunday. Mm. Um, I would like to add one thing, if I may. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for a jump on point, for Superman, um, they said that uh, DC announced that uh, in uh, December they're going to be coming out with uh, Superman number 1050, and it's supposed to be a point where it's going to color the environment of DC as a whole moving forward. Um, and it's supposed to be a big deal. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head who the writer and artist are that's going to be coming on, but it's supposed to be a big event that it's going to be spawning from Superman coming back to earth from being in space for a prolonged period of time. Mm -hmm. Once you get December, Superman number 1050. Okay. Awesome. But we're going to take this out for you guys again in an hour, catch us again and you'll see who we'll be talking about for a comic character week. Cause Jamie's got to go on a vacation and I want to get the stuff done. So that way you guys still have content from us. Cause you know how much I love editing. Um, <laughs> Mr. Editor. Yeah. So Sal, take us up, buddy. Okay. You can find me at Sal's comic corner on YouTube, but bam, talk about my corner and my slabs. I'm also on Instagram called the slab guy 77. Check it out. Yeah, Dan. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Dan Kelly Art. You can search or hashtag Dan Kelly Art. Um, I'd also like to commend Jamie for the graphics that he did for this. Uh, yes, they look they're going to get on. better. It's just uh, <laughs> no, they <laughs> look great. Camp right now. And my 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 daughter also wants me to let everyone know while she was upstairs that she ate a marshmallow and some peanut butter. Nice Good girl. Independent, independent of each other. Oh, but she was very adamant that I let everybody know that I let my work friends know that. Thank you. Well, thank you for letting us know. Trust me, I'm gonna go have some myself now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Uh, yep. Uh, I created a group on Facebook called Comic Character of the Day, where we go over a different character every day. Uh, just pick, post a picture of that character, 
and to generate interest, curiosity, and conversation. Um, and I do a cover and we ask a question and it's a very loving and friendly uh, holistic community and we'd love to have you come over and check us out and join us. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you over there at your convenience, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary. You're all welcome. Yes, but you need to go there now because we don't have time for you guys. Uh, no. right. <laughs> right now. We need to get to 500. Yeah, <laughs> 500 on there. We need 500 and then we do a, then we do a giveaway. Yeah, yeah, we need 11 for Twitch. So, guys, if you guys can, again, follow us, like, subscribe. Mm -hmm. Definitely like our videos on YouTube. It helps the algorithm, helps us build, too. Guys, again, thank you for everybody that has watched. Like, like I said, share, subscribe so far. We're building a great community here. We got great people. We got people that are experts. And then not talking about myself um, for a change. But, guys, go check out the codexstation.com, your one-stop shop for everything Codex. Guys, go talk to the team. You guys, see everything that we're on because we are on every platform. And I'm going to keep saying it because everyone's like, where do we find you? Just type the Codex Station in anywhere and you can find us. I yep. promise you. I've had all the guys already try it. They hate me for it when I message them at 3 in the morning saying, check this. Um, <laughs> guys, go check out Comic Care today. Great group, great community. We're all in there, non-toxic. Anybody that has anything to say, it's all opinion-based. And we always usually tend to agree or disagree in a formal manner. Um, and check out everybody else's page from Sale to Dan. Trust me, you guys do not want to miss out what's coming. So, guys, I'm sure. going to say it as I always say it. Be kind to one another out there. You never know what anyone's going through. And I promise you, making someone smile can change a day. They'll change how they look at their day in life. So always be kind. And we will see you in the next one, which will probably be in an hour. But for this <laughs> matter, we'll see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs>